Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. What a joy to worship Jesus with you! And it is such a privilege. And thank you so much for praying for us. It was a very tough season, especially with Eunice got COVID and uh, uh, plans were delayed to come to India. But the Lord has been so faithful in protecting, providing, taking care, strengthening and, uh, and in each and every area of our life. So we really thank Jesus for you. I want to take a moment to pray before we start. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I thank you, Lord for your gracious hand upon our lives. And if it is not your hand, we would have been perished long time ago. So we thank you for your hand. And I pray you will speak to me and through me to your children, Father. I pray that you will anoint my words. I pray that you will take control of my mouth. I pray that the presence of God will minister to them in a tangible way like never before. So we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we are continuing the series that we started two weeks ago called the I Am series. There are seven great I Ams. So we are on the third I Am. So we're going to be, uh, we talked the first I Am, the I Am the bread of life. The second I Am, we talked about I Am the light of the world. And the third I Am today, we're going to be talking I Am the door. In some translation, it says I Am the gate. So we will be talking uh, about this particular statement that Jesus made. When Jesus said, I am the door, uh, what it means, we're going to talk about it. We're going we're gonna to discover the significance of door, why he has to use the word door. You know, you used a lot of metaphors to connect the natural to the supernatural. So we will be digging some scriptures and trying to find out what the Lord is uh, intending to say and we can apply that in our lives. So without further ado, I want to uh, make a little statement here. Jesus knew that people often learn best when they are able to move from what is known, that is familiar, to what is unknown, which is unfamiliar. So that is a beautiful gift Jesus carried a master communicator. In the beginning, he spoke. In the beginning was the word. Word was with God and word was God. You know, he was the initiator. He was the master communicator. He made the complex issues simple and easy to understand. So we are not supernatural. We are natural. But God is supernatural. So he came down to the natural level to explain something supernatural in natural terms so that we can get to the supernatural realm where God is. You know, so Jesus was a master communicator at helping people gain maximum memory, understanding and transference of what he taught them. So this particular morning, we will be discussing if you're listening to the evening in Facebook, uh, this particular evening, we will be talking about the significance of what Jesus said, I am the door. And I did a little research. Uh, I don't know about you. You know this. There are at least 18 different kinds of doors. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I, it's incredible to uh, find out some of the doors. I don't know whether you know this door called ledge doors. And there's door called braced doors, frame doors, and ledged braced frame doors, panel doors, glazed doors, 
flush doors, which is laminated doors, hollow core doors, lever doors, white gauge doors, revolving doors, sliding doors, swing doors, collapsible steel doors. We call it spring gate in India. Rolling steel shutter doors, mild steel shutter doors and corrugated steel shutter doors. Um, hollow metal doors, metal covered plywood doors. Those are the ones that uh, sometimes you put it in a in a storeroom or in, in a garage or stuff like that. So there are lots and lots of doors we have. And Jesus took a familiar part. You know, the door was a very common thing, even in the ancient times. And he, he, he took that known familiar thing and he illustrated a metaphorical principle says, I am the door. Now, what is the significance of the door? We are not going to dwell here. We're going to come. This is going to quickly run this through. So I want you to take notes because I am a passionate believer of taking notes. Because by listening, by looking at me, you will not be getting all those that God has for you this 40 minutes. So I really appreciate you take notes. Number one, the significance of the door is every door is a decision. Every door is a decision. Your choices, not circumstances that determines your decision. So every door is a decision. Number two, my destiny will be shaped by which door I pass by and which door and I walk through. Did you hear what I said? My destiny will be shaped by which door I pass by and by which door I walk through. First Corinthians 16, 19 talks about this because of the wide open door for effective service has opened to me, Paul says in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity. There are many adversaries. And I wrote down here, I want you to write down, opposition plus opportunity is equal to God's will. Are you having opposition? Are you having an opportunity to preach the gospel? Are you having an opposition? You know what does that means? You are in the center of God's will. Somebody asked Cory Tumboom, what is the safest place to be? And she was in the <laughs> concentration camp in Nazi ruled Germany at the time. And she said this, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. <laughs> you know, so my destiny will be shaped by which door I pass by and which door I walk through. A door may be an opportunity from God. A door may be a distraction towards your destiny. So you are called to discern which door to enter and which door to ignore. Number, number three, an open door truly from God won't contradict the word of God. <laughs> this is interesting, isn't it? An open door truly from God won't contradict the word of God. What do I mean by that? That means when God opens the doors, let me practically say this. Sometimes people say, well, brother, I, 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 I suddenly felt in my heart, the Lord told me uh, that I should quit this job and just, you know, uh, just go on full-time missions. Um, it sounds very spiritual, but is it really God said to you. God never uh, tells you in such a way that doesn't contradict with his word or even some other example. People say, uh, you know, I, I have to leave my wife so I can marry this girl. 
uh, you know, they compare tangerines. You can't compare tangerines with submarines, you know. So it's important to know that the word of God will never contradict to the door that is opening. The will of God and the word of God work together. So that's that's important to know. Are you walking into your trap door? People sometimes they say, I feel this is what the Lord says. You know, feelings... <laughs> you know, it's easier to act your way into your feeling than feel your way into action. Did you hear what I said? It's easier to act your way into your feeling than feel your way into action. Our feelings are a terrible, terrible liars. They can tell you something and they are not wonderful masters, but to good servants, they can tell you something, but in few moments, it's not the same. So that's why you never go with your feelings. Feelings always must follow the action. You understand? So it's important. So we as called as leaders, you and me, the first person, maybe you say, I don't have anyone following me. The first person you lead is you. So we as leaders, God called us. What you need to do is you don't go with the feeling. You go with what God has called you to do. You act and the feeling will catch up later. Amen. Matthew 24, 35 says his word never changes. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And sometimes, this is another point, sometimes the Lord shuts the door for my protection. You know, you remember the story in, in, in Noah, God put Noah inside in Genesis 7, 16. He commanded Noah to go inside the ark with all his family and the animals and the Lord closed the door behind him. You know why God shuts the door? Because he is so interested in protecting us you know, it's, it's God is, see, I have heard this, people said this and and I, I believe this, one man of God said this, God is interested in to bless you, but he's more interested in protecting you than the blessings to kill you. Many times that's what happens, you know, people can't handle success and suddenly the very success that they received as the one that become a trap and they fall into this. So God is interested in making sure that your character is sus able to be sustain the blessings he's giving you. You know what I mean? And there's another one. We're running quickly, talking about the significance of door. Another one, our God will open doors for me if I open doors to others. Proverbs 11, 25 says, A generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched and she shall water himself will be watered, reaping the generosity he has shown. So, sometimes God cracks open a door uh, to give me a glimpse of my future. And many times, and I believe this, Joyce Mayer have said this many times, and, and she says this, if you can't celebrate other people's victory, God will not give your own victory. And I want to ask you, this 2021, the things that you are praying, and somebody, the very things that you are praying, some of your friends have got it, 
you thank the Lord for them. Maybe you're trusting God for a house. Maybe you're trusting God for a, for a new car. Or maybe you're trusting God for a promotion. Maybe you're trusting God for a health, yeah, 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 relationship breakthrough. You know, and if you're a friend or a co-worker or a colleague or some testimony you hear on the television or in the news and they have gone through what you are praying for, you put your hand over that and you say, God, I thank you for the victory you have given them. I thank you. Don't say, man, look at that face. Huh. this face only the mother can love you know do, don't judge like that just go into your face of opposite don't go with your feelings go opposite to that and just start blessing them speaking life and you know what happens when God looks at this wow man this guy is he's capable of celebrating other person's victory now let me open another door for him amen so that's what happens. Sometimes God cracks open a door for you and me so that we can see the glimpse of our future. Why he does that? To inspire us, to make us grow towards the destiny that he has for us. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. The vision is it for an appointed time towards the goal. And even though it delays, wait patiently because it will certainly come. It will not delay. Amen? Now, I rushed this through because this is not the main content I want to cover through. This is just a significance of the door. But when Jesus said, I am the door, what did mean? What, he, what does he mean when Jesus said, he is the door? I have written down here five things and I want you to take notes. This is a very important thing. If you didn't take notes the previous one, it doesn't matter. This is important. Okay. He is the door to life now unto the eternal life. That's why what that's what he meant when he said, I am the door. He is the door to life that we live now unto the eternal life. John 10 28 says, I give them eternal life, and they will never ever by any means perish. Do you know no other gods? <laughs> no other gods can give the life that Jesus offers. Every other gods demand your life. <laughs> Jesus says, I have given, I have come to give life, life in abundance. He's not giving you an abundant life. He's giving his life abundantly. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Put your hand on your heart and say, thank you, Jesus, for your life in my life that I can live now and also eternally. Amen. Number two, Jesus is the door to eternal kingdom to experience here on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is the door to eternal kingdom to experience here on earth as it is in heaven. And I wanted to emphasize this very importantly. Read this 1 Peter 1.11. It says, and we will read the scripture and I want to talk a few minutes on this. You will be given a very great welcome in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom continues forever. This is from the children's Bible, ICB. You will be given a very great welcome into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The kingdom continues forever. In Ephesians, it talks about also that Christ leads us triumphantly. 
that we will become that fragrance, that aroma of Christ. And I want to encourage you to think about this, okay? We pray this prayer in Papa's house, on earth as it is in heaven. We always cry out to God. We cry out to God for Vellur. We look at Vellur and we see, you know, we see the green circle, for example. Uh, and it's, it's, my good friend says, uh, a green circle is like a death circle. You know, it's so, it's a red circle. It's so crazy. I don't know where, which side, you know, everything is green. So everybody keeps going everywhere. You know, you, you look at like Long Bazaar, for example, or Gandhi Road. It's chaos, mess. And, and you look at challenges around the place and you like, man, you know, what is your original design, God? You look at Pala River and it's dry and it's, it's lost the natural beauty of it. And because of the excavation of the sand and the mafia of sand mining, we have lost the beauty of it. And, and you, look, you look at the district of Vellur, 4.9 million people live in the district of Vellur. And almost 800,000 people live in the city of Vellur. And you see the sanitation is mess. You see the roads, you see the, the, the public health care and you see the education. It's only for the elites and the healthcare, uh, healthcare, it's thank God for CMC, but CMC, you know, it's up to the brim as many of you know. And, and you look at all those challenges and you say, God, how does your kingdom operate in a situation like this? Is it my goal? to just wait for a moment that you will take me up there or is there something that you can use me like Nehemiah? He walked around the property, the broken walls, he made a survey and then he together with his people, he built that city, he brought them together, he read the scriptures, they were repenting and crying and he said, today the Lord came through, let's celebrate the goodness of God and there was a corporate community gathering in such a way that people were excited to see something that is eternal that they can experience on earth. My friends, religion says how to go to Christ. Kingdom says how to grow in Christ. <laughs> I want to ask you this question. Are you focused about going to Christ? Are you focused about growing in Christ? You know, I, I don't discount that going to heaven is a bad thing. It's beautiful. But Jesus taught us this beautiful principle. Pray that our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and you will be done on earth, on Vellur, in CMC, in Gandhi Road, in Gandhi Nagar, in Bagayam, in, in, in Katpadi, in Sainadapuram, in Oteri, in different parts of India, in Kerala, in Madhya Pradesh, in Nepal, in Bhutan, in Myanmar. You know, right now there is a coup in Myanmar. <coughs> we need to pray. We need to pray. Or you are saying, thank God I am in South India, brother. <coughs> you know, are you saying, God, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. 
That's what he's saying. I am the door to the eternal kingdom to experience here on earth as it is in heaven. Number three, he is the door to our father. John 10.30 says in Amplified. We are reading today lots of Amplified verses. It's so beautiful because I want you to get the, the whole package, you know. I and Father are one in essence and in nature. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to them, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. I want to tell you here for a moment. If God knew that there may be, there, there are four or five ways to get to him. He must be the most cruel father and God in heaven to make his son pay this most unimaginable painful death on the cross for you and me. Let this sink in in your mind. If God knew all roads will lead to him, all roads lead to Rome kind of thing, all roads will lead to him, he must be the cruel father in heaven to make a son pay this unimaginable price for, for us. That's why Jesus has to say, I am the only way to God and the real truth. Today, that the word truth is messed up. It's, it's true for you. It's not true for me. It's subjective. It's no more objective. And the real life, Today they are trying to take out the gender. You know, in America they are trying to take out the gender from, from speaking, you know, in, 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 the, in the constitution. They don't want to offend. And in Spain there are bathrooms for the male, female and the, for the differently abled. Not physically abled, that's a different one. This is, they have made sex changes. I don't have the picture to show you how it looks and... You know, they put a guy and a girl, but it's kind of a mixed picture. It's, it's, you feel like, man, what's going on? And you're like, God, what's my role in this? How do I bring the truth in such a way that it's not about just speaking the truth, but it's also about living the truth in such a way people can see the life of Jesus through you. think about for a moment. He said, I am the true way, the only way and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He is our door to the Father. Maybe some of you maybe have friends asked the question, I am doing well. I'm doing fine. Things are going well. Why do I need to go to know the Father? Why do I need to even get to know Jesus? My, I, I'm, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm paying taxes. I'm taking care of my neighbors. I am good with my nature. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I, have, I have friends like that who say, I'm pretty well. I'm do I don't hurt anyone. Why do I need a savior? You know what they are saying? They are saying, I have a throne in my heart and in the throne I am the God. 
and I am capable enough to lead my own life. And I don't know whether you come across the book by A.W. Tozer, by the uh, one of his books, uh, Attributes of God, and he says, you know, one of the greatest tragedy of mankind is he has taken, he has stolen the throne of God and he has put himself on it and he said, I can do now my life my own way. And that's the greatest tragedy of man. Now I want to challenge you. Our good works is filthy like rags in the sight of God. Every work is a dead work except the work of Jesus on the cross. No matter how much good we do, we can never outgive or outdo the goodness of God. And one day we will come bankrupt and we will say, I ran out of all my goodness. And that's when we will need, we will know and we realize God's goodness has already poured out for us through his son Jesus. My friends, I want you to pray for your friends. Pray for your family members who don't know Jesus and say to them, I'm praying that one day you will know the love of the Father. It's not about changing names. It's not about converting. It's not about proselytizing. It's not about changing you know, culture suddenly. Um, the name Roja has to be changed into Rose. The name Malliga has to be changed into Jasmine. <laughs> you know, all those nonsense in the Christendom people do. The name Kumar has to be turned into Shatrak. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we do this, all those nonsense, right? You know, the, 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 uh, the name Raja, which is king, turned into Thomas or, or Jacob, <laughs> cheater, <laughs> you know. We have all those, uh, this, this uh, religious formation. I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about life. You will run out of the goodness. There is one who has all the goodness forever and ever and his name is Yeshua. Come to him, drink. Isaiah 55 talks about it. Drink the waters that I give you that you will never be thirsty. Number four. He is the door to new way of divine living. What is divine living? Love, joy, peace, protection, provision. Look at John 10, 9 says, I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and live forever and will go in and come out freely and find a pasture, spiritual security. Today, the world is trying its best to conform to fall into this whole thing of I'm going to uh, get all you can, can all you get, sit on you can, you know, trying to accumulate everything, trying to find love in sex, trying to find joy in movies, trying to find peace through relationships, trying to find protection with all your insurance policies, trying to find provision by work, work, work. I'm not saying all of these are bad. I mean, you got to have those things. But at the end of the day, those things are not going to save you. No matter how much money you have in the bank account, it's not going to save you. No matter how big your insurance policy is, that's not going to save you. No matter how great your relationships are, or you know, you may say, well, I have contacts, brother. I know the key man. I know the key person. You know, all those things are not going to save you. What's going to save you is your right relationship with him. 
John 10, 9, that's why it says, he who enters, anyone who enters through me will be saved, will live forever and will go in and come out freely and find pasture, which is a spiritual security. You know, one of the things that I have seen throughout the world, wherever the Lord has taken me, I see one thing that people struggle. You know, the home that we live here, the four months, the landlords are not Christians. I mean, they all have Christian names, you know. Uh, my the, the landlord's son name is Jose, which means Joseph. Uh, and uh, uh, they all have very good Catholic Christian names, but they don't follow Jesus. And, and I spoke to them and one day uh, the lady finally asked her, do you want to receive Jesus? And, and she said, yes. And we did the salvation prayer. She received Jesus and it's beautiful. But one thing she said that's very interesting. And she said, every time, this is what we noticed about you guys. And th that's, that's what made her, I believe, to even ask a question. Every time when we meet with you, my son says the same, we have peace. I don't know how to explain. It's very weird. And I'm like, thank God. It's much better than peace than pieces. <laughs> you know, and I was like, wow, Lord, they're talking about you. If they talk about me, it's not going to be peace, it's pieces. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like, wow, Lord, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So that's what I'm talking about. No matter how much money you have, it's all going to go nothing if you don't have this vacuum filled with the one that created. Amen? That's why Jesus said, I am the door to new way of divine living. And last but not the least, this is going to be so beautiful. He is the door to those who call unto him and make him as their Lord. And the landed word, Lord. Revelations, the last book in the Bible, he talks to one of the churches, chapter 3, verse 20, 21. I'm reading from the Amplified again. It's so beautiful. Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him and he with me. He who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the son of God, I will grant to him, look at this, the privilege to sit beside me on my throne as I have also overcome and sat down beside my father on his throne. <laughs> How beautiful this, no? It's, it's incredible, right? So the only requisite for you and me is to make him as our Lord. And what does that mean? The word Lord means master. When he is a master, he owns your life and you owe him everything. In finances, in relationships, in your, in your, in your studies, in your, in, your, in your choices you make, in your food, in your prayer time, in your, in your giving, in your missions. You know, there are some areas we never want to have the Lord come, become the Lord, because it's we are the Lord. And you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's, it's finances. Maybe it's food. 
maybe it's shopping maybe it's a, it's gossip well prayer request <laughs> yeah we, we there are some areas we don't want god to be the lord there look what the lord says i am the door for all who call unto him and make him as their lord when you call unto the lord and make him as the lord he he becomes the life for you he says in revelations he will come in and eat with him you know what is that word eat in the in the original translations it's it's the kononia the face to face that's that's that that communion and restore him what's a beautiful picture you know it's it's no religion talks about this you 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 go pay your sacrifice don't look into the eye you move forward that's how it is here god says i want you to sit with me let's eat let's share thoughts communion and we indians know this very well the only way you can connect with another fellow indian through how it's through food that's how you share your love when you are so want to get to know that person what do you do tell them to come over to your place or you go there to their place and you connect over food you don't connect over just a cup of tea and a couple of marigold biscuit no it's it's go deeper than that's how that's what jesus is saying like i want you to come into that level and i will restore you and i will give you my throne where you can sit with me because you have overcome my friends i want to encourage you and jesus said i am the good shepherd i am the bread of life that's what we read in the first week he says i am becoming your life in every area of your lives first finances interest relationships schedules in your troubles the second week we talked about he is our light that means when the light of jesus comes there is no darkness in all the areas in the spiritual area in the healthcare in the education in the business in the politics in science and education in arts in all the areas of our lives now we are talking about the door he is the door so that we can go to the father he is the door so that we can have a divine living he is the door so that we can call unto him so that he will be our lord and restore us he is the door so that we can live a life that is now we can experience eternal life now and for the days to come he is the door so that we can see his kingdom tangibly manifesting in us and through us what a great privilege my dear friends i am so thrilled learning this week with you the great i am because studying those scriptures makes me feel like wow when he said i am the light of the world he means he wants us to not walk in darkness when he said i am the bread of life he means that we will be satisfied in him when he says i am the door he wants us not to walk in any other door and get stuck into a wrong destiny he wants us to come into his life and there are still four more we will talk about it i am the good shepherd i am the you know uh, the first and the last i am the resurrection we will talk about this in the coming days but i want you to pay attention to this if you have not chosen to walk into the door that jesus is calling you to 
Maybe you are a born-again Christian, maybe, but there are some areas you have never allowed Jesus to come inside that area where you allow Jesus to take over. Maybe there are some areas that you have closed it and you don't want to take that into the door that Jesus opens. Maybe this is a time that you can say to God, God, I bring, I know it's hurtful, it's painful, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but I bring my hurt and disappointments and I walk to this door of you. I bring this, this challenge, this addiction I have. Maybe shopping addiction, maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe gossip addiction, maybe a sexual uh, pornographic addiction, or maybe um, lustful addiction, or maybe relationships. I make always poor choices and I keep on failing. All those and I shut a door, I shut myself outside and I'm going to take this and I'm going to go into this door that you are giving so that I can experience your life. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I want to read this verse again so that I can pray for you. He said, John 10, 7, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door for the sheep leading to life. Wow. And if you are here watching for the first time and you don't know Jesus and you are saying, what is this communion? And I want to make sure that you don't take this lightly. You come, give your heart to Jesus and you say, Jesus, I give my life to you. I make you my Lord and my Savior. I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that you rose again from the dead. I invite you to come and live in me. I want to start a new life with you, a relationship with you. My friends, if you just pray this prayer, I believe you have given your heart to Jesus and you are a born again. The Bible calls it a born again. That means you are trying, not on your works, but you are coming to a place of saying, accepting the work that Jesus did on the cross. And you are inviting him in your heart. And be plugged in, in a God, Bible-based church, a spirit-filled, God-fearing, Bible-based church. And give yourself at least an year or so, consistently, so that you will grow in the days hired in a way that God has intended for you to. You will never be disappointed. You may be going through challenges, but the Spirit of God will lead you into a place from glory to glory. And I also feel in my spirit the Lord wants to say to some of you, He says, the Spirit of God is upon you. He is your strength. He is your strength. You are saying, I am weak. I am not capable. There is no way to, uh, uh, there is no way I can stand before this mountain. The Lord is saying right now, in the name of Yeshua, the Spirit of God is saying, rise up, arise and shine. Just like he said to Gideon, you and me is equal to mighty victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of you, I feel in the Spirit, God is saying that you, you, you've been having this little five loaves and two fishes and you're looking at the, the mountain of needs that's having there and God is saying, you know what? Give this into me. 
I am able to multiply it more than enough in such a way that you can know that you will be wondered with my provision. The Spirit of God is saying, I'm going to give you boldness. I'm going to give you boldness. You've been lacking boldness and, the, and there is a spirit of intimidation. I saw a couple of them, a spirit of intimidation is upon you. Spirit of intimidation that people with such a, you know, a bigger tone or power trying to intimidate, blackmail you or try to even pull you down, patronize you. And the Lord says, you don't give room to that. I have anointed you. My anointing will break that spirit of intimidation right now in Jesus name. And I pray for wisdom, Lord, wisdom over each and every one, some of you may be writing exams or are going through next phase of your life and I pray for supernatural wisdom. Supernatural wisdom. And I see the word honor is coming. The word honor. There are some people who God is saying, I'm going to honor. You've been going through dishonoring time. You've been gone through shameful time. And I'm tilting this. I'm tilting that wave. Honor is coming. Receive that. Receive it. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. I feel in your family members, one or two in your family members, they will get to know in the very few weeks, they will have a divine encounter with the Lord. And if your family member is not knowing the Lord right now, call unto their names and say to God, God, I thank you for the salvation over their souls. Yes. I say this for a particular sister. Um, I don't know the name, but I, do, I feel the Lord is saying, you've been praying for one thing over and over and over for more than five years. And God says, I'm about to release it. I've heard your prayer. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, release of your goodness. Father, I pray for my brothers, my sisters. Let them come inside. Let them come inside. Let them come inside. I don't know, I feel in my heart, I'm just going to say it. If it makes sense, take it. I feel God is knocking at the door of your heart, especially in the area of your relationships. I want you to surrender that area to the Lord. There are some relationships that is that you are battling with. Surrender it to God. Maybe it's a relationship between your colleague, your friends, or maybe your relationship about your future life partner I have no clue but I felt the word the Lord is saying let give me that battle to me walk inside walk inside you are strange you are standing like a stranger outside trying to figure it out I have greater things in store for me walk inside walk inside come come inside come inside to this door that I will take care of every need that you have. Let me handle that area of your life, the Lord says. Let me handle that. Let me handle that pain. Let me handle that disappointment. Let me handle that hurt. Let me handle that, that addiction. Let me handle that, 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 that crazy uh, anguish you get. Let me handle that. 
Father, I pray that you will give us the boldness. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. I pray that you will give us the boldness to come boldly, Lord, so that we can be able to see the life that you have in store.